Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Uh, come on in, sit down, have yourself a New Year's Eve hors d'oeuvre platter filled with vegetables and dip and mock liver pate and gyoza, which are also known as potstickers, and shrimp. Shrimp. And summer sausage. Summer sausage and cheeses and flaky little crackers. Flaky little crackers. That's right. It's Gamers Led <laughs> Podcast. The podcast about food. No, about video games <laughs> and what it means to be a hardcore gamer. It look at the video gaming industry. Uh, this is our last podcast of 2014. This is kind of a a side by side. Um. Editor in chief slash. <laughs> I don't know if you're on the left or right side, so this. I don't either. That's why I was like leading over there. <laughs> community manager, just a, a email kind of thoughts on 2014. Uh, warning: This will have spoilers of all kinds in it. Everything ranging from movies to video games. Uh, we're just putting the blanket spoiler statement out now. If you don't want stuff spoiled, whatever it may be, then don't. Watch, Watch this. <laughs> That's your one and only warning. And so, yeah. Andrew um, Potter. Yeah. Um, we've got tons of emails. I opened up uh, the email floodgate on a couple different channels, and we got a ton of emails that said, hey, we're doing a mostly all email podcast. What do you guys, what questions do you have? So I've got those, and we'll tackle those here uh, after a little bit. But first, 2014 is on its way out. And uh, I thought we'd uh, talk about our personal highlights of the year, whether it be movies, TVs, video games, whatever it may be. Um, I know, Matt, one of the highlights for you for this year has been Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. No, uh, TV-wise, well, you know, we, have, we live in an interesting time with TV. Uh, uh, seriously, my DVR is never less than 70% consumed. <laughs> Uh, with video recordings, it's it's wild, and I don't even have HBO, so I'm missing out on some of that stuff on real time at least. Uh, but yeah, Agents of Shield, um, I get it. I mean, I understand the people who didn't like the beginning of season one. I, I get it. I understand. And I guess it was just my persistence. I saw a long game. I trusted the creative team, and this season it is paid off. Now, there are going to be people who don't like the show, just like there are people who don't like all kinds of shows. I don't like Seinfeld, for example. Everyone can hate me now because I don't like Seinfeld, but I don't like Seinfeld. Um, so, you know, uh, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, the everything has come together. Um, they didn't do the whole let's reset and explain everything all over to everybody again. They just jumped right in and kept going. And, uh, yeah, for me, you can't ask for a more entertaining, engaging show. I mean, that's melted what is that? brie, baked brie, uh. mm. <laughs> and pretzel bread. 
pretzel bread. That's what it was. I was like, that is the world's smallest and lightest colored ham I've ever seen. Breaking news. Hot, hot <laughs> oven. I'm sorry. Please go continue with it. Uh, I, I think I was done. Um, yeah, so, you've been keeping up with it, right? Yeah. So let, let me first say. as and I, I forgot we were breaking spoilers, so I actually didn't say a whole ton of stuff because yeah, I forgot. Well, I, I'm going to spoil it right now. Oh, okay. okay. First of all, okay. When, when they introduced Mac, it was bugging me because I felt like I should know who he was. And... I went back and I looked, and it, it, it turns out that he they went way back. It's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 1 through 6. He's an actual S.H.I.E.L.D. character. Right. Um, and he rose up through the ranks pretty high, but, I mean, never nothing, never anything super impressive. Now that he's been possessed, I have, and, and obviously survived a 100-plus foot fall and is A-OK, I have a feeling that they are going to turn him into something super-powered. Who, who, I don't know. Well, since he was possessed by Cree technology, uh, I mean, I mean we, well, not Ms. Marvel, but <laughs> no. Well, anyway, uh, so let, let's, but, let, you know. yeah, we'll come back to Matt, Mac in a second, but let's talk about Sky. I trip. Be, let's talk about Trip. Oh, yeah. I loved that he was being brought back in as a full time this year. I loved Trip. Trip I was, was just super. Oh, rooting God. for Coulson to make it in there. But as soon as I saw Trip go in, I knew that was a one-way ticket. No, time. yeah, and yeah. They had, to, they had to do it to give emotional impact to Sky's birth, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, oh. now I will be honest. I love you, BJ. I should have I put two and two together, but Quake is like one of the most yeah. obscure characters yeah. I could have ever picked. <laughs> Except for like the five issues where she was running Shield. Yeah, well, um, and that and the fact that I never put two and two together that her dad was Mister Hyde. Mister Hyde, yeah. I never saw him Hulk out. So if we didn't right. see well, him Hulk out, then I would have been like, oh, it's Mister Hyde. But we only saw one side of him in that. Process. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. Yes. Well, and and again, you know, will he undergo the drastic transformation that the Jekyll Hyde character of the Marvel comic universe does, or will he basically just be whatever he is? I mean, we don't really know. I mean, at times he almost seems superhuman, then at other times he doesn't. So, uh, you know, or has he not yet undergone his transformation? Because he apparently is not. No, he. Has. I'm going to say the word. No, I think he in has. human. I think you think he, he has. I think he has most definitely. Um. The choice of people showing the reaction of them be there being a new Inhuman was interesting. Nobody I recognized off the top of my head except that guy with no eyes. Uh, I, sh I feel like I should know oh. who he is, but I'll look. Well, the, the, in the comics, there's a, uh, the character that he resembles is called, uh, that's been in the comics recently, is called The Reader. Um. I don't. I'm not familiar with the reader, so I don't know if he's been introduced previously or if that's a new character. Um, but that you know, kind of was the immediate assumption of the people who have been reading the current Inhumans comic. Reading it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm 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 very happy that this arc was to set up the Inhumans. I do mm -hmm. have to wonder. Long, long trip, though. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. Humans is until 2018. That's that's you know. Do we get? The build-up in this show to build anticipation to the movie? 
I'm, I'm trying well, to figure I'm, out. I'm what almost guessing. In, I'm almost guessing. Inhumans have to start included in Age of Ultron. I'm guessing there's going to be some aspect of it well, there. Okay, so since we're spoiling things, I, I mean, we know for sure I, we're almost guaranteed an appearance by Black Panther because we know from the clip from the the teaser trailer that Cap Shield is broken. The only source of vibranium on the planet in modern day is Wakanda. So it would make full sense that he's the gets, Savage Land. No, but they're staying away from Marvel Marvel mutant properties. So introducing mm. Wakanda to curry favor with the American government, giving Cap a new Admantium Vibranium alloy shield. Because remember, the shield he has right now is the one from the fifties that is pure vibranium. Right. It is not the vibranium, the, the modern day shield of vibranium and adamantium. Adamantium. So right. now we have an introduction to Cap's new shield. We were in a discussion. Do I think Cap will die in Avengers two? I think they'll hold off till Cap three and have Bucky assume the the mantle at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I although with the reception of Falcon. I mean, he was heavily received well from from uh, Winter Soldier, so. But. And for those of you who don't read comics, currently the Falcon is has assumed the mantle of Captain America. But I don't think they'll do that because they were hardcore teasing Bucky. Oh yeah, they were they were very hard teasing that. Um, so I don't I, I can see it going either way. One to try to stay in line with the comics, the other to because that's where they plan to go. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah, I, we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting either way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the integration of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to a movie, ongoing movie universe is unprecedented as far as I'm aware of. I've, I've, the closest thing would be the Ewok movies. <laughs> And those didn't. Let's never <laughs> speak of this again. Oh come on! I love the Ewok maybe, movies, maybe I man. Cut these out in post production. <laughs> oh come on, Ewok movies, man. Um, but no, I just the 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 you know the 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 they they did during the Phase Three release. You know, they kind of played coy about how Agents of Shield would play into. Uh, play into the Marvel, the movie universe. And now we just introduced Inhumans, which is going to be a movie property in 2018. So obviously the tie-in is huge. I mean, I think for the most part, people loved the, uh, the winter soldier tie-in that we're watching, you know, at that time, the way it tied together. Um, yeah, I, the, this is just an amazing show. It's got an amazing cast who have really come together. The addition of, uh, What's his name? Nick Blood as uh, Hunter, Lance Hunter, who is effectively actually Clinton Barton, the comic book version of Clinton Barton. I was just talking uh, about this yesterday with with uh, my nephew. He's he's like, I never made that connection. I'm like, yeah, the only reason that we can come up with why why it's not actually the Hawkeye actor is he probably wanted too much money. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, mean, that's he's a movie it's, actor, not a. Not a TV actor, and he probably yeah. wanted too much money. That's the only thing I can think of. Because there's no reason not to showcase Hawkeye. I actually don't know why we haven't gotten Black Widow, other than the fact that Scarlett Johansson probably asked for a bajillion dollars. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they were trying to keep at least some level of separation between the movies and the show originally, but at this point, it's like, why why bother? 
yeah. other than, of course, cost. I mean, the show has got to be an astronomical production cost to start with, just with the effects and stuff. Although they do get the benefit of stealing the effects that are created for the movies and putting them in the show. So they don't have the the engineering costs, so to speak. I, I do have to wonder if we're going to see crossover between a Netflix series and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I would love to see Luke Cage incorporated I, I, somehow. I would... I would it would be incredibly weird for them not to unless it's got something to do with the Netflix licensing. I can't see why they would. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I, I don't know such things. But unless there's some kind of crazy – because, I mean, they're all coming together, right? They're going to come together as the defenders. That's the that's the cap of the whole Netflix thing is, is Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and – Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange. Ah, they're gonna do it. You do you think they're they gonna do it? To. They, they've got what? to. When they, there's gonna be somebody making the calls, almost like uh, uh, Doctor No. Fist. No, like Doctor. Yeah, do, like Doctor No in in uh, the James Bond movie. You're <laughs> not gonna see him. He's just gonna be yeah, directing all the shots and making putting his white cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, or his Asian butler, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> It's progressive. Whatever. Um, point is, is that I expect at the very end, when they finally call themselves the Defenders, who's going to mm-hmm. come in and be coordinating them, but Doctor Strange is a part of all the... Right. Who- Which then, right, you know, as long as they can get Cumber Bund... Cumber Bund, he's just got to make a guest appearance. And it's right, probably right. included in his signed contract. What For... would be better is if they also get Mark Ruffalo to make an appearance... <laughs> Because he was one of the original founding members of the Defenders. Yeah, and that, that would, would be that would be pretty sweet. Because that would be pretty sweet. Hulk is not getting enough love. That's all I'm saying. No, he is not. It's sad. It's um, sad. And, and and while I'm on the topic, yes, I'm eating on the podcast. It's New Year's Eve, and I have hot <laughs> breeze. So deal Eat with it. it. I, I have a single directional <laughs> mic that, unless my face is right in it, you're not going to hear anything. So, yeah, yeah. so there yeah. you go. I'm more offended by the fact that you whacked it and just about blew my ear, eardrums out. But you know, that's that's Sorry. that's it. Um, I, I I want to then, talk more oh. about TV because I want to get that away uh, out of the way before we get to game. Before we move away from Marvel, though. Yeah. We've got Guardians. seven days, six days. Well. Oh, to Agent, Peggy, Agent Carter. Peggy Carter, Agent of Shield, or Agent. Wait. Agent Peggy. Carter. Agent, Agent Carter, Carter is the name of the show. Is it just Agent Carter? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they, so you know, we've got that coming forward. Uh, you know, the, the this this really, I think, was kind of spawned out of that uh, mini, or what do they call them, the the the, the, the what the mini thing, featurette. Featurette, thank you. That was on. Gosh, when was that? Was that on Winter Soldier or was that on Thor? I think it was. That on one was Thor, on Winter actually. Soldier. Was that on Thor? No, no. Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. Because one had Agent Carter and the other one had the Hail to the King. Hail to the King was on Thor two. Was on Thor two, and then okay, so then that means Agent Carter one was on Winter Soldier. No, I can't be right because I have my copy of Winter Soldier is still sealed. <laughs> I don't know. It's not was it Avengers? It must have been Avengers then. No, it wasn't on Avengers, I don't think. I think it was either on Iron Man 3. Ooh, you're right. Iron Man 3. You're right. Iron Man, Iron, 3. Man 3. Iron Man 3 had Agent Carter and Thor had Hail to the King. You're right. right. That, was the, that was the other movie I was missing. Like, what are the movies that I missed? Um, but yeah, this should be interesting. Um, it is a miniseries. 
more or less it's a short series um it's not a full regular series uh but it will be filling the january february march time frame until mid-march when agents of shield comes back so uh, will we see bam bam uh bam bam dear god bam, bam. do again um dum 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 yeah i do that every time I- because bam bam bigelow and <laughs> Dugan, they all start with they're, they all start with the Stanley, words. With the, no, with the Stanley naming mnemonic convention. Yes, yeah, yes. So it's like, yeah, I do it every time. Dum Dum Dugan. Dum Dum. The rest of Cap's team. Do you think? Um. Well, we already saw Dum Dum in yeah, the Flashbacks and, and Agents of Shield. Yep. So I would assume we'll see some of the Howling Commandos in there at some point. Dum Dum being an, an obvious choice. Um, I I don't think we know what the fate of Dum Dum Dugan was in in current times. Uh, presumably, there's no Infinity Serum, or do we? I'm I'm talking in the cinematic universe, not the comic universe. No, we don't know. Well, and they and they just revealed in the comic universe he's actually been dead since Vietnam, and he's been uh, uh, LMD that Fury's been keeping around ever since. So, so uh, all right, I got I got to sidetrack for one minute because that's what this is about. Patton Oswald, life model decoys are actually brothers. Um, I, I'm gonna go with running joke. Yeah, they're yeah, they're I never gonna that. answer it. They're never gonna answer, gonna oh, answer Jesus it. Oh Jesus H Christ! Because I'm serious. That is like every time I think they're gonna do it, they they. I mean, they're like winking, nodding. It's great. Oh but my I gosh! Wanted, I want to so well. Oh yeah, he his system overheated, so he had to go cool down and recharge his batteries. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Oh god, he plays that so well. Oh my he, gosh, you can just tell he's having the time of his life on that show. Oh lord, he is. He is like one of us if we got to be on that show. He's just. Oh, I'm the tall one. <laughs> just, I'm going with clones. I, I think they're clones. Um, some sort of probably super soldier program that just went totally twins, and that he's just this clone guy that just keeps being replicated uh, either that or he's multiple man and we just don't know about it yet no <laughs> um yeah i mean the, the the number of characters that they've gone through this season just adding and subtracting and who's lived who's died who's different oh and huge call out to uh, I'm going to slaughter his name because I've never actually heard it pronounced, but Ian DeCascater, I believe is how it's pronounced, plays Fitz. Mm. Holy crap. I mean, playing a guy who effectively has had a stroke and is yet still a genius at the same time, that that is some brilliant acting he has done on that show. And holy tug at the heartstrings. So, but, so let, let's, let's, let's just anyway. quickly to get off Marvel's Agents of Hill. <laughs> Favorite moment of the series, of, of, of this this. Not the series, not the whole season, but the series. Favorite moment so far? Favorite moment of the series? Mm-hmm. Final episode of season one. Hey guys, it's in here. All right, I found it in here. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, you are moving. I thought you froze. Uh, um, <sighs> Ward's psychotic mentor. Oh, Garrett. Oh, Garrett had yeah. crawled up onto the Deathlock table and Deathlocked himself and starts giving this villain so, you know, villain monologue and then... Mm-hmm. 
And then Colson says whatever that line is there. Hey guys, I found it in here or whatever. And um, speaking of what's happened to Deathlock, we don't know. He disappeared. He went all rogue agent, gonna go fix the world and find myself. And I'm assuming he's gonna have to pop up at some point. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, I, I thought he'd be muggled into the defenders too. I mean, it's non-canonical, though, so to speak. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm, he's he's got to come back in again at some point. Uh, my, so. my favorite actually is just a, a fanboy markout session. It was Crusher Creel picking up Maybe. the freaking ball. Oh, the ball! Yeah, no, that because that was that was like that was just too good all around because it was oh, it, yeah. it was total fanboyism. If you it was subtle enough that if you weren't watching, it would have been just fine. But if you did know what you were looking for. That that was I I squeed and almost had to change my pants. It was so good. Yeah, I I think he picked up the ball. Yeah. I think I cheered out loud. Um, that and uh, I I may have to revise my I may have to revise my moment. A, a lot of Coulson's little aside comments are like my the, the golden moments of the the show for me. But uh, you've got the episode with May versus May. He's like I can't believe I'm the only one here watching. This. Yeah, no, it was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Agent Shields put its nail in its coffin. Anything else you want to talk about from TV? There was lots of good stuff, but obviously we don't have time to go through all of it. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if Ascension will get picked up. I, I watched the three night event uh, of which is essentially the first six episodes of Ascension, a sci fi series, um, trying to recapture that Battlestar Galactica glory days stuff. Um, nowhere near BSG quality, I, I personally, but they've got an interesting premise, and I'd like to see where to go. I'd like to give it a full season and see where it'd go. Um, maybe end up being worthless, may, may be a good thing, uh, but I wouldn't mind giving it a season. Um, Obviously, The Flash has been an interesting ride. Um, they're set up now really well. I think we can really kind of delve into it. Um, obviously, there's still the anticipation for Gorilla Grodd because uh, that's still been teased heavily but uh, not not yet appeared. Um, Arrow, holy cliffhanger, Batman. Um, you know what? Uh, just two seconds on Arrow. So I started to watch it, and I don't like it. And I realized why I don't like it. Because <laughs> you don't like superhero shows about superheroes that don't have superpowers. No, no, believe it or not, that's not it. It's because it's been bothering me the whole time, and then that whole Flash crossover thing really solidified solidified it for me. Is that they've made Arrow into Batman, and I don't mean to a degree. No, I don't mean his arsenal or gadgetry or any of that. His attitude. He is dark and brooding, and that is not Arrow in the comic books. In fact, Arrow is Batman's foil in the comic books because Arrow is the stand-up-for-the-little-guy, you know, socialist kind of, you know, we-have-to-do-good-for-everybody kind of thing, and he's always the happy one, and he's he's literally the foil for Batman on the team who is always dark, brooding, we must do whatever it takes to get the job done. He's the one who says, hey, hey, no, I don't think so. Um, people have rights too, this is bad. You know, that's Green Arrow, and that is not Arrow. Arrow is, life is pain, I've been through a lot of shit, and I'm sorry, but uh, I, I need to take whatever the most direct method is to get results. 
because that's life. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. And and I do not like it at all. Well, and the thing is, and I don't know why they played that up so much in the crossover because part of the progression of of the show for Arrow has been he isn't Green Arrow at the beginning. He's the Hood. And that was a very specific naming. That was a very specific, there was a very intentional reasoning for not calling him Green Arrow out the gate. And then the transition from Hood to Arrow. He's still not Green Arrow yet. He's still evolving and changing. And he's actually gotten a lot nicer. He's still more Batman than Green Arrow. But uh, he's gotten a lot nicer, friendlier, you know, taking the whole non-lethal approach to things. <clears throat> How far did you get? Not far. Okay. So, yeah, first season one, yeah, he's, I am the knight with arrows. He's and that way in season three in the crossover. Well, the, but that's what I'm saying. In the crossover, that's what kind of felt so grating to me was... I don't know why he so drastically fell back personality-wise for the crossover, because he'd made a lot of progression, and then it's like for the crossover, they went back and grabbed season one Arrow and wrote that for the crossover, which didn't make sense to me. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I can say it's, you know, I it's I enjoy it, but then again, I'm not a diehard DC guy, so if they mess with Green Arrow a little bit, it doesn't matter to me. Um, now, will I be saying the same thing if they totally mess around with Daredevil when that comes out? I don't know, because I'm more familiar with that universe. But um. So, yeah, um, other highlights of TV, Gotham. I, I will be happy to eat my words. I, I actually really like the show. Um, it's, it's very dark. But very well written, and you, you, it does keep you waiting to see what's going to happen next. Um, I, I find myself, well, go ahead. Go ahead I, I still, I mean, it's still like everything about the show screams, it's wrong to me, but you know, what are you going to do? I find myself watching it in spite of myself. I, I can't honestly say that I enjoy the show, but it's interesting enough to keep watching. Um, now that the the Selena Bruce episode was brilliant, that was awesome. Uh-huh. I loved the, I loved the whole time where they were together for those episodes. Um, Gordon, see to me, Gordon doesn't. They, the show is supposed to be about Gordon, and to me, they haven't figured out what they want to do with him yet. It's like he's this way one second, he's that way the next second, and he's just. I mean, okay, he's trying to adapt to this environment that's totally foreign and alien to him. Okay, I guess, but. To me, see, to me, the characterization of Gordon is what's killing it for that show because everyone else is fine for the most part. Even even Alfred, even new Alfred, you know, even like go beat him up with your dad's watch's brass knuckles. Alfred, um, it isn't bothering me so much, but he's bothering me at uh, first, but not so much anymore. I actually really like the dichotomy between Dent and Gordon. Well, yeah, and then Dent is brilliant. Uh, what's his name? Dude playing Dent. Yeah. Can't think of his name. Whatever. He, he's doing a brilliant job. <laughs> you know, and to see the flashback where he basically used to be Gordon, and now he's mm-hmm. you know this, the transformation that that, that was, was a brilliant episode in my opinion. That was that was a brilliant episode, and and I don't care what anyone says. The goat mask looks almost identical to Batman's cow. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And they do that on purpose, and I get. Mm-hmm. You know, he's taking subconsciously all these things that the balloon man, same thing, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lesson to be to be learned in there. Um, all right, we gotta get off TV. TV, yep. Uh, Walking Dead also great, and Game of Thrones, of course. Oh yeah, super great. Uh, still gotta watch it. Oh, so good. Um, and then uh, let's talk about movies. Go ahead and talk about your movie. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, well, the only two movies I remember from this year right now are Guardians of the Galaxy and The Winter Soldier. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Marvel takes uh, a look at DC, and DC says, well, it's really hard to write a script about, you know, a woman who's wonderful and all these powers and stuff, and says, here's a talking tree and a freaking talking raccoon. Enjoy this. Um, I mean, down to the marketing, the whole you're welcome poster you can't even hear me anymore, but um, the the whole "you're welcome" poster was just a brilliant move. I mean, it, it took some arrogance and some balls to make this movie. If, if anybody's read any of the uh, stuff that's come out recently from magazine articles uh, with James Gunn and Chris Pratt and some of the cast, this movie was a ridiculous risk. This was oh, yeah, this was yeah, the yeah. movie that Hollywood would say should never have been made much less be the highest grossing film of the year when it came out in August. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the this movie, it, it does everything wrong by the Hollywood definition, but yet it does everything right from a moviegoer's perspective. I mean, the I balance of, act, by the way, yeah, I, I noticed, <laughs> I thought I was going to say maybe it was Kool-Aid, but you know, um, the, uh, the, 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 the balance between the action and the comedy and the drama and yeah, I mean, are there plot holes you could fly a small starship through? Yeah, there are some plot holes you could fly a small starship through, but that's a movie. I mean, I, there are rarely any type of movies with any type of plot that's complex at all that don't have things that are just don't make sense because characters have to do things to move the plot forward. Um, I don't know. I, I just watched it again the other day with the kids. I guess we were all there, the whole family. And, uh, yeah, it just... I mean, I've not watched it nearly as many times as, say, Dave. I think Dave's watched that movie 80 times. Um, 79 of them in the theater. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I just missed some things in this list last viewing. Like, I it totally missed it the before that the uh, that Corpsman Day's family were the, the pink girl and the pink lady from the bridge that Rocket saved. I, I totally missed that up to this point. So, you know, there, there was that. Uh, but, I mean, there's just so much stuff incorporated in that movie. I mean, there's a Chitari in the Collectors, yep. in one of the cage of the Collectors. You know, there's you know, the, uh, just all the little Rocket and Groot stuff. And... Um, you know, there's there's not we don't spend a lot of time getting to know these characters. We're really, for the most part, thrown in. I mean, we know a little bit about Quill, just essentially, okay, here's how he ended up in space. Yep. And here's where the tape came from. And we know a little bit about Rocket because he gets the longest self-explanation of who he is. The rest of the characters we just kind of learn as we go. But it works. It's fine. You don't need to know any more than you know. You know enough and you go forward. Although I have to question of Drax's claim that he has uh, killed thousands of Ronin's agents. Um, he he generally, generally ends up being kind of useless. But uh, It's not true. <clears throat> And he did well. Okay, I'm, I'm going. To- I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what Ronin's agents are. I mean, if they're just you know those little 
foot soldier guys that were all on the Dark Aster, then okay, yeah, maybe, I guess. But still, Groot probably took out more in that one attack than Drax <laughs> did the entire movie. <laughs> and then turned around. Uh, yeah, but... um. Yeah, that that movie. And then Winter Soldier, I mean, you couldn't be a more opposite movie and yet be just as equally awesome. Yep. I, I, the day they announced Chris Evans was going to be Steve Rogers' Captain America, I'm like, all right, that's it. Marvel has lost their ever-loving mind. It's done. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I face-palmed. Uh, I, I, I ate that hat over and over and over again. I ate it during the first movie, and then I ate it a couple times during Avengers, and then I just never stopped chewing during Winter Soldier because I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, you know, you, Chris, you know you're not watching, but man, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that whole movie, and you know, the, the introduction of, of Falcon... Um, Oh, I'm forgetting the actor's name right now. Sam Wilson. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> there you go. Um, but the introduction of the Falcon, you know, short of him, he can't actually talk to birds. But, uh, you know, still, it was a great character. Again, uh, a very very much how Trip was introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, the, the same kind of reception type uh, thing with, with bringing uh, Falcon and Sam Wilson in. Um, <laughs> on the left. Uh <laughs> The uh, yeah, but the pacing and the time. I mean, just I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's the directors that they're picking. I don't know if it's the edit editing staff that they're using. I don't know if I, I don't know what it is. But when they put together a movie, they seem to have just the right people to do just the right thing, which is well, understandably, and I understand why people get nervous about this because this is the first time it's happened. But Ant Man doing a major change-up midstream, is that going to produce a problem? Um, or was the director actually the problem? I know I, I get slammed by a, a select group of people I know forever infer inferring that Edgar Wright may make a mistake or not do something correctly. But if he was really being Edgar Wright and wanting to do his own thing, which was over here in the way he wanted to do it and not playing ball with a larger MCU... I can see why they would have a disagreement and end up parting ways. Uh, will that make the movie better or worse? We'll see when it comes out. Wow. Okay. What other movies came out in 2014? Yeah, that's it. Was Ender's Game out this year? Mm, no. It was that last year? Last year. Was that this year? I don't know. It was, it was okay. Uh, Godzilla, I didn't see. Godzilla was good. It, it, it wasn't... I mean, it was it was a love letter to Godzilla fans, but there were some people who were very upset with how much screen time Godzilla actually got. It was okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. We we don't have to spend any more time. Let, let's talk about the important things. First of all, what have you been playing for the last week? Oh gosh, what have I been playing? Well, let's see. We played uh, Tetris for a while, which I believe I handed your butt to you in. The first, um, game. The first, <laughs> the first game. three or four the, games. No, the first yeah. game, and then I won the subsequent games after that. You didn't win all the subsequent ones. Yeah, you at most won two, and I won, I think, three or four. Yeah, I think it was closer to 50-50, but that's Perhaps. okay. Uh, I'll, I'll let win. you. I'll let you, you live in the delusion. Which is which? That was a nice change. <laughs> oh wow! 
Okay, I see how it's going to be. Um, I killed lots of people, specifically the ones I was playing by playing the Game of Thrones Telltale game. Um, Which is much better yeah. than I was expecting it to be. It is. I mean, you know, they basically replicated House Stark with this house of I don't Forrester. know. I don't know Forrester. Forrester, yeah. I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if Forrester's in the book or is ever defined anywhere other than in this game. Um, but they basically replicated House Stark, essentially, uh, without the all the implications of it being House Stark. Um, and I assume the thing that happened at the end, which I'll kind of avoid spoiling. Yeah, because um, I Oh, you haven't gotten there yet. Okay, well, I can't ask you then, so... Um, hey, it's spoiler-free. I should be able to spoil whatever I want, right? You can. I'll just reach through the camera and murder you. <laughs> well, everyone dies, but it's Game of Thrones, so you well, know yeah, that already. I, I wasn't expecting anybody to live. Um, so, um, I'm assuming the thing that happened at the end of the game, episode one, happens no matter what choice you pick, but I don't know. Maybe my story is going to be much different than other people's. Um... You did play uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands played that. Uh, so uh, you get uh, that. That was a that's an interesting story. That's a good one. I, this is my first serious exposure to that universe. I played like five minutes of Borderlands or Borderlands Two. I don't remember which one, and uh, it did. I got sidetracked into something else and never went back to it. Um, the uh, but yeah, this is it's a, it's a good story. Um, it's interesting. Uh, th- that one I always felt like whatever words I chose, I actually got the response out of the character I expected. Game of Thrones, less so. It's like there were no good choices in Game of Thrones. So even if you pick the response that you thought was going to be work one way, the way they said it or did it made it go a different way than the way you wanted that response to be, which is a little frustrating, but again, it's Game of Thrones, so everything has to go Yeah, that, that's actually, I noticed that as well. Um, and I have to say, for Tales of the Borderland, surprisingly well interpretation of that universe. Um, best part about it is the the uh, bad guy is voiced by the Tick, and yep. uh, um, has both Nolan North and Troy Baker in it. And Chris Hardwick. And Chris Hardwick. So there's that too. And yeah, the 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 the, the, the female names I didn't recognize off the bat, so I'm not sure who those are. But good voice uh, acting all around. Oh yeah, great voice acting, great story actually. I mean, you know, it's Borderlands. I wouldn't have expected there to be anything uh, uh, great as far as the story goes, but it actually had a really good story. Um, actually, in ways, it was better than the Game of Thrones one in, in a lot of ways. Um, but you haven't finished the Game of Thrones one, so we can't really compare notes on that. Um, uh, let's I see. You uh, played a little Far Cry Four. I did. I did. Um, uh, thanks to uh, to you and, and Gith, uh, got the key to Kyrat. Did I say that right? Um, or whatever it is. That thing that allows you to play for two hours without having the game. Now, <clears throat> when they announced Far Cry 4, they way oversold that because it sounded like you could... It essentially sounded like share play. You basically, you could invite as many friends as you wanted as many times as you wanted and let them play with you uh, without having to actually own the game. That is sorely not the case. It is, you get one key, which is good for two hours with whoever you want to play with, and then you got to buy the game. So, you know, anyone out there that was looking to do that, it is very, the key itself, the two-hour thing, it's a very strict limit. You'll keep getting little pop-ups in your corner of your screen saying, you only have 37 minutes left. Um, 
but uh, overall, the game itself was was fun. Again, not in the story mode because you can't do story co-op. You can only do the uh, open world missions. But yeah, just looking is, at the map, it, story is this much. It just opens the map. That's all it does. Right, right. And then the map is ridiculously huge. I mean, and you said this while we were playing. This is basically what Destiny promised. Yeah. Um, we have this huge map, this huge open world. Um, are there some things that don't make a lot of sense? Yeah, there's some things that don't make a lot of sense. Uh, like you were talking about once you capture a village or once you liberate a village or whatever they call it, you know, it'll immediately get attacked by the bad guys and the bad guys will win, but you still own the village. So, uh, you know, there's some weird stuff like that that kind of goes on in there. But uh, the, the the little helicopter, what are those things called? The little uh, gyrocopter, gyrocopter thing, whatever they're called. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's weird because it's like you can go anywhere you want, but then you'll randomly run into this wall and it'll like hit you. And, uh, and what you mean is a ceiling. Well, the ceiling or, you know, some, you know, you'll see a place where you physically can go right over there because there's a platform where you can stand and do stuff, but you can't fly the little chapter copter thing right, over there without it. Because its altimeter won't go that high. Yes. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Well, yeah. I, I guess I didn't catch that when we were playing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of, lot, lot of drug references in this game. Holy cow. Um, not to mention your reaction when you stab yourself with that healing kit. Um... <laughs> But that, the, that uh, reaction is different from the main characters. Just FYI, you're playing the sidekick Hick. Okay. And he's 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 like, yeah, bro, let's do this. You, yeah, I'm from Sticks. <laughs> and so yeah, his reactions are all like, wow, that's good stuff, you know, or whatever. The main yeah. character is more like, oh god, thank god, I'm not gonna die. You know, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit okay, different, but fair enough. Fair enough. Contrast, it's funny. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was good, but I mean, the shooting mechanic was fine. the The gameplay was fine. The uh, everything looked pretty. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I mean, um, there is mist in. You're in this like mountain valley thing, right? So you're surrounded by mountains, and you're in this middle of the mountains kind of thing. So there's mist everywhere to you know help obscure when they go to low res details for the textures and stuff. But it looks natural. It looks like the mist belongs there. It doesn't look like cover up, even though that's what it is. It looks like it's just mist out there in the mountains. Uh, um, the uh, other thing, let's see, Peggle 2, um, which is Peggle, just two-ear. Yep. Um, I know there's something else I played, but I can't. Oh, I played Lego Batman 2. Um, a little little throwback there. Um, my daughter wanted to play Lego Batman, so she threw in Lego Batman 2, and we played for a f several hours, for somewhere between four and six hours of Lego Batman 2, which was pretty fun. Much better than Lego Batman 1. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that I've... Oh, I've been trying to finish the, the Titan map on Attack on Titan. Or not Attack on Titan, Titan Attacks. Attack... Titan attacks. Titan attacks. Attack on Titan. Something completely different, which they're doing a lot of action for. Which oh, Japan? Why? But anyway, um, and they're doing a Marvel Comics crossover with Attack on Titan. Again, why? But anyway, I'll probably buy it because I'm stupid. Um, uh, the uh, but. Yeah, um, Titan attacks that that last boss. I cannot clear that last boss. I don't I don't know what it is, but I cannot come up with a combination of power ups that allow me to to take it out without getting basted by the attacks that that thing throws out. So uh, there's that. 
Let's uh, see. Uh, I played all of the things that you've listed so far, including Titan Attacks. I have also played Little Big Planet 3, which, quick FYI, if you're going to share play with someone else and then try and do multiplayer to get four people total playing, can't do that. If you do share play, it counts as a local person who can't sign into the PSN, and there go, ergo, vis-a-vis, concordantly, you can't access any of the online features. So, something to note. Um, however, your share play person can watch you while you play online with friends. If you're into that kind of thing. Uh, also played a lot more Infinity um, with Matt, actually. Oh, yeah. We, we played totally that, too. Yeah. About that. yeah. I totally forgot about that one. It, I've, played, I've played so much games over the last week. It's like I, I have a hard time remembering because I don't like normally get that much in. I know. It's crazy. I've even been playing Hujima uh, Jingaba Wachimba Thingamit. Uh, a Terror Battle? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. How did you know? Because I was pointing at my phone. That's how you knew. Yep. Uh, I, I actually still only in the second set of maps, but so, you know, you know the, right. here's here's the thing, right? Um, I had I have spent money in Terra Battle one time, one time. I bought twenty dollars worth of energy. Energy, the way they do their 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 system is pretty smart. You have stamina, which looks like a battery, and you get X number based on where you're at in the story. So I have like fifty stamina. And I can play, each match that I play is worth, it costs me like 13 stamina. So I can basically get four matches out of my stamina bar. To recharge the stamina bar is one energy. Okay? You start the game with, I think, five, and um, anytime you need to continue because you failed a mission, it costs one energy. Or you run out of stamina and it costs one energy to completely refill your stamina bar. Well, a while back, I hit my threshold. Stamina does also recharge over time. Yeah, stamina does recharge over time. Energy does not. And to recruit characters is five energy to give a random role at a new character. Could be good, bad, or or otherwise. And so I'm like, oh, well, you know what? They're doing all these uh, uh, different arena battles this week. It's got Bogmet, Odin, Leviathan... Um, and then it's got some other special ones that you need special tickets for that the only way to get them is by the admins giving them to you. And by the way, Matt, you'll be happy to know that I accidentally late, logged in too late and I broke my 64-day streak of logging in. And I'm back to day two now. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I think I'm at seven again. <laughs> yeah, so anyways. Um, so the thing about it was, was I'm like, okay, I'm going to... I have Bahamut on my team. He's almost level 50. I'm going to go in and, and try this level 45 battle for Bahamut that gives me the thing that gives him his second job. And so I did it, and it took all of my energies, because literally I had to continue, like... I, Bahamut would do this three-column fire thing that would destroy everyone on screen, and it would be an instant game over. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. And so, literally, I went through all of my energy. I had, like, I don't know, 13? I went through all of them. I'm down to, like, two, two energy left. And so I'm like, one time in the past, I have bought energy, and it was 20 bucks for 25 energy. That's not horrible, right? Mm-hmm, right. Uh, do you have it open on your phone right now? I don't at the moment. You I can, can just a second. Yeah, open it, and then go to the store page. Because I'm like, you know what? I, I did, of course, did not get the Bahamut upgrade part that I wanted, because normally you have to do it multiple times before you get it. And so right. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So I actually was considering buying 
the uh, uh, 25 energy for 20 bucks. And I went to go do so. And do you have it open? No, it's still loading. Okay, tell me when it's done loading. Because I want I want you to read this to me firsthand. I want to see if they're the same. Because <laughs> I bet they're not. Because if I go to the shop and I say energy shop, go ahead now. I'm I'm trying to get rid of my what's new thing. See, it, it, Take, it takes forever to load. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, day eight, day eight. I mean, it's a day eight. Congratulations. I'm Five, three energy. Nice. That, that's good when you see how much the energy is worth in the game now. Go to the shop. Go to the I'm, energy shop. I opened my message so I wouldn't forget. Hold on. Energy shop. That's Register up. your date of birth. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. I've never been in here before. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. What month was I born? I think that one. Uh, old Michael. Old Michael. <laughs> yeah, I could just put 1901 for the year, right? So, I remember, uh, last time I bought it, 25 energy for 20 bucks. How much would 20 energy cost? 25 energy cost me now? I don't have a 25 energy. Yeah, I um, know, but go to the next one, which is 30. Thirty, yeah, twenty dollars. Yours says twenty bucks. Mine says twenty bucks. Do you know what mine says? No. A hundred and fifty-eight dollars. I can get a hundred energy for just sixty. I can't read that. I can't read it. Well, whoa, geez, holy cow. Um, wow, yeah. What? So do they? Does it go up every time you buy? That's the only thing I can come up with. That is brutal! Oh my gosh! Wow! Because if if I would have known one that, energy for ninety nine cents and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I would have known that, because one energy for me is eight friggin' dollars. Wow! I, I hope that's an iOS thing, because then I can laugh at you. <laughs> no, I don't know what a hundred energy. How much does that cost for you? Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Four hundred and forty eight dollars for me. Boosta bumbo. And I don't know what this is. I haven't gone on to like any forums or anything to look it up. But man, I I about had I'm like, oh, I'll go buy twenty five for twenty bucks. <laughs> and then I was like, holy fuck. You know, seriously. <laughs> I about dropped the phone. I couldn't believe it. That's Jesus. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's so it must be when you buy it goes up. That is that's brutal. It's diabolical. That's, because that's I, like the first horrible thing I've seen them do yeah, in this I, game. I know. I'm like, holy crap. I was like, maybe they just timed it based the, around the fact that they're doing all these things that require energy and continues. And then I want that's why I wanted you to go in there and verify, because that's brutal. That's just that is. Um, all right, Matt. We know the best game of the year site voted on was Dragon Age Origin or Dragon Age Inquisition. Inquisition, yeah. Which I still have yet to play more than a couple hours. <laughs> I know you're made of fail sauce. Uh, so often is true. Um, your personal game of the year? Personally, um, I, I I'm going to stick with Transistor. That that was a, a beautiful game round and round. Uh, I like the combat system. Um, remind me equal parts of like Mega Man and Parasite Eve. Um, you know uh, the the whole concept, the quirkiness of it. The you know 
you know, they, they give you just enough to go and you just go with it. You know, uh, yeah, there's a ton of questions that weren't answered about that game, but it wasn't about answering questions. Um, I, I, and the end of the game, you haven't got to the end. No, no. Oh God. The end of that game. Holy crap. I, I, you know, I'm going to say overall, my game of the year still stands as Dragon Age Inquisition, but I got to say the amount of fun I've been having with Far Cry 4 is, mm. and I just put Grand Theft Auto in the online in tonight mm-hmm. and started playing that again. And that's really, really good. The update and, is and you know, awesome. and, and Destiny has to still be in your top list because you still pump hours. No, that. it doesn't. It's in my most disappointing game of the year list. It's still got to be one of your capital time consumptive games, though. Look, you know, the funny part is, is, is Gith is, was the primary champion that and i said this yeah. before on the podcast now it's like guys dude he's he's literally like guys do we got to do this <laughs> uh, i don't see a reason to do this if we can't get six people together then you know i can i can solo it on my own no, right. no reason to do this i'm gonna go back to killing things in far cry 4 and and i'm right there with him i mean like i'm there to pick up my shards f- by running the raid but literally last night literally I soloed the first three quarters of the raid by myself. And that would be the, the definition of soloed. The only reason that I even got on was to do the second part with everybody else to go through the motions of doing the raid. And what did we do? The same thing we did if we'd have been soloing it ourselves. <laughs> I, it just, I, <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to hit 32 and then I'm going to be like, So you're not going to put in the time to get the platinum? The amount of time you put in, you should have a freaking platinum by now. <laughs> no, you know what? One of those trophies is that you have to have everybody complete a raid without dying. A raid without dying. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if you got good enough soloing it that you could do it by yourself without dying, that's probably about the only way that would happen. You can't solo the whole raid. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, no, that's on my most. Dis- the, I look at Far Cry Four, and it is what Destiny promised us. Yeah, and that just makes me mad while I'm playing Far Cry Four. Believe it or not, <laughs> like, I could be doing this in a sci-fi motif right now. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly it. And I mean, like, <laughs> think about how cool some of those world missions could be. You know, and and we get none of it. I mean, there's no assassination missions. There's no nothing. It's always just defeat X number of waves of things and a big boss at the end. Defeat X number of waves of things. And, oh, look, I fucked up opening this door again because I'm a useless ghost. Oh, look, why don't you fight three more waves of things? Oh, and then I opened it. You know, it's like... I Mark my words, predictions for 2015, either in April... Or I'm sorry, either in May or June at E3, we will get the announcement of Destiny 2 coming in fall of 2015 by Activision and Bungie. This will be an annualized franchise. I do not see a way around it. And this game is so broken, they can't fix it. The March update will do nothing more than the same thing this one did, which is place a band-aid and give you more of the fucking same things to do. And 
resplendent energy. <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, you notice how many hours I've logged recently. Yeah, so. Destiny is my least. It is my least favorite game and biggest disappointment of 2014. Wow. Um, and you know, my my significant other yells at me. Why do you keep playing that if you hate it? You like to get asked me the same question. All my friends do, and the only reason I play it is because of the people that I play with, and because I I feel like it's you know my job as a community leader to help them do their stuff, and you know it's cool and it's fun. I have fun doing it. The mechanic is well. Fun. That's that's the thing. You the know, I mean, as many fun, things the are game is not right. Yeah, I mean, as many things as are broken with it, there is still at a core a good game there. I mean, a good game mechanic, a good uh, a good yeah, shooter, shooter, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, and it, it's fun. I mean, I had fun playing with you guys, um, and but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm <clears throat> we all know. I mean, I take a lot of crap, but I'm not good at team shooter stuff. I'm just, just not. It's, <laughs> but you know, it is. It is the one thing that I do when I'm not getting incredibly freaking pissed off at my in own own ineptitude. Um, it is one of the few multiplayer things I do enjoy doing. See, um, I, I really think that um, the only reason that I have stuck with it and Gith has stuck with it, with it, and the other people that are in my group is because we're all MMO players, and MMO players are a select breed of people who think of video games as a second job. It, it is work, and it is not fun. But you do it so that you can get the rewards, so that you can have the status and the prestige, and be able to kill the things that most people can't. It is work instead of play. And that's what Destiny is to me. I get no joy out of it, per se, other than the shooting mechanic, but that's not, you know, enough to sustain me. Literally, if, the, if those guys were not in the game, I would have put Destiny down a long, long time ago. So that's why I go back, you know. And will I go back through March? Yes. Do I think I'm going to be happy with the update? Hell no. Am I happy I spent the money on the updates to begin with? Hell no. Well, you know, the March date's already in the box. I mean, the March code is already in the box. I mean, aside right. from some uh, bug fixes, no. No, there's no. no new there's no new planets, there's no new anything. It's we it's all there discussion. already. Last night was raid night. We were having this discussion last night. They did not fix anything <clears> the raid. They had the opportunity to fix stuff this week and roll out a patch. Nothing. Nada. Zip. So, every exploit, every cheese, everything we could do still in there. Bugs, they haven't fixed a single bug that I know of. All they've done in the game is actually literally stop people from cheesing certain parts of the original raid. So, I, we were we were joking that they probably hired some fan to do QA for them, and the guy's like, Bungie QA, dream of you know, dream job of a lifetime. And then he moved to Redmond, and he went to work day one, and he looked around and realized he was the only fucking QA person that there is. <laughs> And realize that it is not a dream job anymore. That is pure hyperbole and speculation on my part. But that's what I think happened. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I would say normally something the scope of an MMO is almost impossible to QA. I mean, it is almost. But this is not the scope of a normal MMO. This is and this dungeon this isn't even like a third of the content of Far Cry Four. Right, and, and I mean, Far this Cry is, 4 doesn't have any, hardly any bugs in it. Right. And, you know, 
I don't. I don't know. I, I don't have any defense for it. I, I think your 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 statement is probably hyperbolic in nature. Um, yeah, I know it is, but 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 I, I feel as a player. But that, that it, there is definitely a failure somewhere in the system, right? Somewhere in the chain of things, there was a a serious failure. My guess is. Again, this is just a guess. Based on everything we know, there was a serious turning point where things changed. And based on things changing, there were some core mechanics and core stuff that just could not be corrected in the that that couldn't get that couldn't get corrected in time. And there's so there's just some core mechanics that are just broke because 90 degrees go that way yeah i agree i agree but i mean th- based on my experience in running projects that's usually what happens all right let, let's let's get to some emails we, we, we oh gosh what, what 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 um so what was your personal did you stick with dragon age was that your personal yeah dragon okay. age, yeah so we put out the call for emails we got a bajillion emails so, emails assemble. Um, I have not looked at these. I still to pick them up. Sorry, but to go back, it's still on the third or fourth viewing, whatever it was. Glenn Close says interlock and form. I want her to say Voltron. Yeah, no, no I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So the first question comes from Tokul. Uh, Tokul asks, "Do." You feel that party chat has taken away from multiplayer. Games seems to be games seem to be adapting around the idea that you won't speak to your team. Um, the Halo Five beta, for example, uh, has AI teammates call out things so much that it's hard to speak to your actual team. Um, do you think that party chat has taken away from multiplayer? I personally, I can't play games without party chat. Um, I try to not do party chat when I'm when we're recording for the site, which I haven't done recently, specifically because for whatever reason Twitch does not record party chat. It only records in-game party chat, if that makes sense. And so not PS4 party chat, but right. in-game party chat. It will record those, but it will not record PS4. So if, party you, chat. if you're using the PlayStation for party. It won't record that, but if you're using any in-game chat capability, and most of them seem to be going away from including it in-game because Sony has included it, right in the party chat, yeah, in so, the party. Um, I, you know, I always point to just as an example, um, Last of Us multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I find that to be impossible to successfully play with a group and not be able to speak have teamwork yeah strategy uh, i think the best games do force you to communicate with your teammates i don't think party chat is a bad thing at all the best no is, you know if matt and i are playing two different things and we just want to shoot the shit i don't got to pick up my phone and call him i can actually i i can just talk to him over party chat while he plays his thing and i play my thing yeah um, and, and we've done that on occasion. Um, the only thing is, is I can't do it while I'm doing anything that's a heavily story-based game because right. it's just too distracting. But um, yeah, I, I mean, we've almost always okay. Honest, 
to Betsy, I am not an online gamer. I, I've made this disclaimer a bajillion times, so my opinion is nothing but my opinion. But, I mean, even before when we were multiplaying on PS3, I mean, heck, when we played Rock Band on PS3, we'd have a Skype chat going yeah. so that we could talk in between songs. And, and whenever we were playing anything else, we would generally have a Skype chat going. So we've always had a concept of a party chat going... Um, and yeah, sometimes we'd be talking about the game. Sometimes we'd be talking about something we saw on TV. Sometimes we'd be talking about this. We'd be talking about that. It, it all depended on what was going on. But um, well, yeah, even, I don't. Even when we do the podcast, when we're done, we just hang out and watch videos together. As I'm oh yeah, and chat. just talk and do stuff with spoilers that we can't do on the regular podcast. Right. And um, the um, yeah, I, I guess I'm not sure what he's feeling is. He or she is feeling is being taken away. I mean, I get all right. If you got chatty bots, yeah, I mean, chatty bots could be very, very annoying. Um, uh, like uh, Ace Combat Three was it was really good with the chatty bots, you know, because basically all your partners are bots because there is no one. It's just bots. Um, but oh no, four, four, three, and four were both pretty good. Four was really good. Uh, except for some mission, you had one partner who would constantly be at, but he was constantly on the radio. So you're half the time it meant nothing. So you had to try to filter out the things that he said that were actually relevant to the mission and what you needed to do versus the stuff he was just rambling. But then it was um, Assault Horizon. That the the, the yeah the bot chat and that was completely useless. It was it was just chatter and jabber and noise and distraction. Um. Uh, but yeah, I guess I. For the way we at least would play a game like that, um, I mean, even Battlefield, where is kind of the the prime example of a game where people just run around like screaming monkeys shooting stuff. I mean, we as a team would get together and we would take and hold an objective by communicating. You know, we would like, okay, hey, you you uh, get on the north side of the building and run spot, and I'll run snipe and. Yuck and muck, go guard the the door over there so we don't get shot in the back while we're doing this. And, you know, if we needed to swap out or we needed to go get ammo or whatever, you know, we could communicate and we could swap around and cover cover whatever it was we were doing. Would we end up necessarily ruling the map? No, but we would maintain our little objective of what we were doing. Um, And so I guess I'm not, I haven't seen it. Let's put it that way. Now, yeah, just open chat where you've got screaming 13-year-olds and this and that. And that that's to me, that's different. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, I can see where if you've got people who are on a chat that's just an open chat for, like, your team or whatever, and none of them are effectively communicating to get to a goal, I can see how that would be distracting. And that's when you just mute everybody and you just do whatever you're going to do. Um, All right. We got 18 more emails. Just All right, I'll shut up. Yeah, just, no, no, just, just, just FYI. So please yeah. shut up. Um, okay. So thanks for your question. Uh, the next one comes from Igly Dante. What game has disappointed you the most in your life? Uh, for <laughs> me, it was Fable 3. Fable 2 was far too easy, but still a very fun game. Um, but in Fable 3, it was much more stripped down. The magic mechanic was simplified. It, he goes on and on. There's no map, no menu. Expression system removed, gutted and replaced, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but what about you guys? What game has let you down the most? I'll go first. Destiny. Thank you very much. See above. 
every podcast for the last six months. <laughs> the most dissipating game you keep playing. Um, now, I, I, I won't disagree with that at all. It just makes me more and more angry every time I do log into it. Right. Which isn't good for your blood pressure. It's not. You're getting old. you got to avoid this unnecessary stress. Um, gosh, most disappointing game ever. Ah, that, that's a tough, that is a tough one. Um, Destiny's right up there. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, okay, my limited brain power recollection, I'm sure there are ones that I'm more disappointed in, but the one that's coming to mind right now is Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, God, yeah, that's, ooh, that's a tough, that's, that's a, Destiny I was more disappointed in, but I was really disappointed in that game, too. Yeah, I mean, I just, I want to go back and finish it, but I just cannot force myself to put the disc in the system. I just, I can't do it. Now you know what I feel I, like when I play Destiny. <laughs> Except you can get the disc in the system. Yeah, but I'm swearing um, the whole time I do it. Yeah, it, it physically causes me like mental anguish to think about putting that in and, and keep playing. I actually get more excited about thinking about restarting 12 because I lost my save file umpteen years there ago when my system crashed. There is a of an HD12 remake. I know, and that would be freaking awesome. And cause... for the first time in a long time, I'm actually excited about a Final Fantasy game in 15. Well, Type-0. Oh, on Type Zero, I hear it's great. It's RTS. I've probably. heard nothing about great. Yeah, yeah, so I'm excited for that too. So that's um, it's an odd feeling to have. It is, I know. And and 15, I mean, it it looks like there could be a game there. Does it look like a Final Fantasy game? Part, I don't know. Part, Some of it, a little bit, but it looks like it might actually be a good game. Which at this point, I don't care if if they can put out a good game. It isn't quite Final Fantasy. Well, okay, I'll live. Yeah, I'll live. Um, so yeah, I, right now Final Fantasy Thirteen is the one that I think of. I just I can't even. I would rather go back and play Prototype, <laughs> which was a pretty big freaking disappointment. Wow. Yeah. Than play Final Fantasy Thirteen, okay. which you see Prototype Two is one of our. <laughs> yeah. Freaking. Um, Gyro asks, "What completely ruins a game for you?" There's not a lot of clarification there. Um, I mean, well, any number of things can yeah, ruin I, a game. People talking ruins the game for me. <laughs> Especially if I'm trying to pay attention. Uh, that 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 definitely ruins a game for me. Oh, yeah, you're looking at ex- yeah, external no, influences. I, I know. It could, like, it's you not, just, there's yeah. No, yeah, there's no definition. It could be external, internal. I, don't. Um, I personally also don't like... I don't like shoehorned activities. You know, things that are put into the game to pad out its length. Uh, mm. uh, you know, at first I was very upset by the six to eight hour um, campaigns and things, having grown up with Final Fantasy VII, which took me 182 hours to finish and put down. Um, you know, things like that. So when they started moving to the six to eight our campaigns I was I felt gypped if that was a good way to say it and now because of I guess 
where I am in my life and the time allocation I have for playing games, six to eight hours works works really well for me. And it doesn't, you know, I have no problems with that whatsoever. So now when I see games put in extra things just to pad out the clock game time length, then I get upset with that. Um, that's, That's really probably both the external internal answer I could give for those. The um, I I have taken to playing all games with subtitles because of the house I live in as just an environmental hazard that I have come to live with. Um, the thing that will ruin game playing for me is when somebody turns a light on and it's reflecting on my screen because the screen I have right now, even though it's an LCD, is semi-gloss. So I'll still get like light reflection and like a, a prisming effect on the screen if uh, somebody turns one of the wrong lights on while I'm playing. <laughs> so yeah, I get I get really I get I get yippy at the kids if somebody turns on the wrong light while I'm playing. Um, uh, bad decisions. I mean that 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 sounds really generic, but it's the best way I can think of to explain it because, like you said, padding. A game with useless activities. That's a bad decision. Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, not, uh, I don't know, just like making, giving somebody a set of established powers or abilities and then not letting you use them except in the correct story context to progress something. Case in that, point, Matt gets really mad when you give him Spider Man's wall crawling ability, but he can't use it everywhere. Exactly. I'm freaking Spider-Man. Why can't I climb up this obviously brick wall right here? Um, uh, I also get really pissed off at cheap versus combat. <laughs> I knew that was coming up sooner. Oh um, well, yeah. I mean, I, like, I got mad at you, but I wasn't mad at you. I was mad at the game for allowing you to do that. Um, yeah, just, just you know. I, I guess that's that's the thing. You know, any little thing. You know. Uh, any little thing can really get to the point where it ruins your gaming experience down to the point where you just have some really annoying sound thing. And if it happens frequently enough, like we are talking about, if you got bots that are constantly talking and saying stupid stuff like, there's enemies over there, there's enemies over there, there's enemies, I see the freaking enemies! I really dude, shut up! Or going back to Destiny, we've awoken the hive! For the 19th time. Uh, I think I set off an alarm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna set off five or six more, so just just bunker down. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the I guess the mechanic that gets me the most is when I'm. Yeah, it goes back to like your comment about Spider Man. I'm Nathan Drake. I am part monkey. I can climb on anything except this wall here. Yeah, stuff like that that doesn't necessarily ruin the experience unless it happens a lot, like it did with Spider-Man, where there was just random... Okay, you get to an edge of a world and you don't want somebody crawling up the edge of the world. Okay, I get that. You know, if it's if there's some boundary that it goes off of... But a random side of a random bridge in the middle of the city that I can't double jump high enough to get up, I can't super jump high enough to get up, and I can't wall crawl up? WTF. Um... Jack MP yeah, okay. 200. What? Jack MP 200. He asked. Oh. 
what Shut up, is Matt. no no yeah it just I want to make sure we actually get through all these in the remaining time we got. Uh, what is your most tedious, hated level or mission in video games? I'm going to answer for Matt because I know his answer already. Bats over pits. <laughs> it's a close between that and the lightning field. What do you mean by wow. lightning field? Final Fantasy X for oh, right, right, right. was it Yuna's ultimate weapon? Uh, but yeah, bats, bats, bats and doves over pits. Oh my god! What's the most annoying level? No, the most annoying level for me, I'll tell you flat out. I was reminded of it playing Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, it, when somebody's face disappeared? No, no, no. It is <laughs> mandatory stealth missions where if you get seen, it makes you start the entire start over. level again as opposed to just letting you deal with the consequences and try and either stealth or shoot your way out. That is poor, lazy game design, and those designers should be brought out into the streets, tarred, feathered, and shot. That's how oh, what was it? What was it that I... Oh, I similar, but yet I understand in this context. So, um, I I I know when we announced that on the previous podcast that Gog was going to get X Wing and Tie Fighter, which sadly does not include the DV the the DVD or CDs whatever they were version must have been CDs. Uh, the collectors, even though it's called Tie Fighter and X Wing Collectors Edition, it's not the nineteen ninety four nineteen ninety five CD versions that had the the all the expansions included and everything. It's the original version and then like a our nineteen ninety eight re release which doesn't have any of the the expansion packs or anything like that in it. Um, so that was a little disappointing, but I bought, I bought the TIE Fighter, or excuse me, I bought the X-Wing one because I was able to uh, acquire a, a functional USB joystick. And, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that thing you were supposed to destroy got away? Here, start the freaking mission over. <laughs> it's like, oh, son of, there's not even like a checkpoint you can go back to. Or yeah. anything. You can start from the very beginning of the mission and do all the stuff all over again. <laughs> Uh, Tim Shannon writes in and says what is your favorite one-liner from any game? Flock off, Featherface. And what game is that from? That is from the original Devil May Cry. There you go. My favorite is Fae Victus which translates to Suffering to the Conquered from Blood of Cain, or Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. I've used that for like many, many years. Wow. So, Faye Victus, Suffering the Concert Conquer. Good stuff. Still doesn't beat Flock Off Featherface. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of the most genius sensor bypasses ever. Um, Shakodar asks, if you could reboot one game, what would it be? <laughs> Hmm. Uh, my obvious go-to, which I've been saying this for years now, Bushido Blade. Well, it did get rebooted. Nidhogg. Yeah, I know. Nidhogg is, is fun, but it's not quite the same. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if you've not played Nidhogg, you should play Nidhogg. It's kind of fun. We did. We played that, too. I yeah, totally forgot about that. that well. But yeah, I, I think they should reboot um, Bushido Blade, take it back to its original... Uh, 
original format, I think it would be fantastic. I mean, it would be gory and awesome and high detailed and rich. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, if they could, if they could actually do it in the in the in the honor. Uh, in, in the style of the original Bushido Blade. I never even played 2. Was 2 any good? Two I never was not played it. bad, but 3 was right off the rails. I mean, you were, Well, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Construction sites, if I remember right, and stuff is crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I know what I answered this the last time we got asked this question, and I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to change my answer or not. Um, I'm going <clears throat> Am I, are you going to force me to stick to only one? Yeah, one. Is it It just says game. It doesn't stipulate yeah. what. Game. Well, one of my answers is already getting rebooted, and we're getting that game this year, and that's King's Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to answer that one because it's already getting rebooted. Um, last time we had this question, I answered Prototype. Because I think there's a good game there. Mm-hmm. They just... They just fucked up on execution um now that i've played x-wing i would really like that series to get rebooted and with the revival of star wars it seems like a a prime time for that series and not rogue squadron i'm sorry i hated the rogue squadron series hated the rogue squadron series um but um X-Wing or TIE Fighter or something in that thread would be awesome. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Just with the with the hype of Star Wars and having sat down and played that, I still would like to see a reboot of Prototype, but, you know, they could... If I don't see it, my life will not be that much different. If I got a reboot of X-Wing and TIE Fighter, X-Wing and or TIE Fighter and or something like that, my, my life would be awesome. Good. And if you can't do that one, then Wing Commander. I'll, I'll take either one. <laughs> Ion Shake asks, what's the worst game you actually own? For me, it's Devil May Cry 4. I was very upset with this because it seemed like half of an alright game, but then the rest of it was a tech demo environment, um, and in order to get the coolest stuff, you had to go back and play the game again like I wasn't sick of it already. What's yours that you regret? Or what's yours? Do you regret buying it? Do you still have it? If Or if not, how did you dispose of it? That's a tough one for me. Oh, yours wasn't Devil May Cry Four. That was the question. No, that stuff. was that was the, the Okay, okay. Um, mm. Wow. Um probably the worst game I own is Battlefield Four. <laughs> I mean that that one that one would have been like on my most disappointing you know, we logged quite a few hours in Battlefield Four. And it did. It's yeah. not like we didn't have fun with it, but it was so horribly broken. And from the came, get-go. It came out last in 2013, so it can't be on this year's disappointing games list. But man, that game... I, yeah. I mean, the only game more broken than that is Drive Club. <laughs> well, and that's working now. I mean, and in a shorter yeah. time than Battlefield took to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I... I I have to say, probably it's it's a toss up between that and maybe L.A. Noir because I love that game. It's not a good game, but I love that game. 
so call it a guilty pleasure if you will I guess but that'd probably be the worst game that I actually own um, that I can think of I need my PS1 folder I have a you know like a 148 DCD no, wallet I'm, I'm, of I'm, PS1 I'm games about, I'm talking about this this Oh, you're talking about like recent times. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 thinking way too hard here. Then yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm not going back to my PS1 collection. Well, PS4, I really can't. I mean, honestly, I haven't bought that many games for PS4, so I don't really have like a disappointing of PS4. But let's 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 go back to PS3 here. Um, what is it? The, what is it disappointing? What what is the what is the terminology used? Oh, it was uh, the most disappointing game. For you, probably be Final Fantasy Thirteen then. Well, no, because even that is better than. Um, I was very excited. I thought the developer on this one was going to have a good. I didn't expect it to be a great game, but I thought it would be a good game, and really, it ended up not being. And that's um, Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions. Mm. Yeah, that was a disappointing game. All right. Yeah, I mean, there was some good script stuff in there, and Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man was good. Um, and it does have one of my favorite lines in, in games, too, because you, you, in the Ultimate Universe, you're fighting Electro, and Electro gets supercharged by a hydroelectric dam or something, and he goes giant, and he's like, I am a god! And Spider-Man goes, without pants! Which is just brilliantly executed. So that's, that's probably the best part of that game. That's like the only part of the game that's really worth it. But... Um, yeah, I think that that's probably the the, the biggest disappointment uh, game that, that that I currently own from the last couple generations. Ain't Red. Otherwise, the original Tomb Raider is right up there too. Saint Red wrote in to ask, "What was the first game that made you stay up till the crack of dawn?" Legend of Zelda. Or Metroid. I don't remember which one I got first. If I got Metroid or Legend of Zelda first, but one of those two. See, I'm, I'm really having a hard time narrowing down time frames. It would have either been... I want to say it would have either been Final Fantasy VII or Diablo... T Diablo... I can't remember which one came out first. Diablo did. Because I'm fairly sure... Because I remember both in both cases I was in college. But I would drive into a computer gaming center to play Diablo. And I just remember there were a couple nights where they were... We, you know, I knew the people that ran the place. And we would just stay there all night. Okay, Diablo came out on the 31st of December of 1996. So... 18 years ago and then when did Final Fantasy 7 come out because I know there were a couple times where I caught myself January 31st of 97 so like a month apart so then I guess Diablo 1 would have been it for me because man we'd, we'd have like I think we'd have 6 people 4 to 6 people playing Diablo in this game center and they'd just stop charging us you know, he'd be like, "All right, you're gonna stay to, for another couple hours. All right, just pay twenty bucks and you can stay all night." And you know, until until I go home, and then he would never go home until like you know nine in the morning. So I think that was my first like all nighter 
I can't I can't remember as a kid with the Super Nintendo or um or the Nintendo system. Okay. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're talking literally, Crack of Dawn. Yeah, the first one. I can't think of one before that because I did not do that stuff before college for games. <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure I ever did that either because I. I mean, I know I stayed up late playing those games that I mentioned, and then some other ones subsequently. First time I literally stayed up like way later than I should have. No, no, no till dawn. Well, that's that's what I'm trying to remember. If I ever actually have stayed up all night playing till dawn, but if I know I stayed up playing till at least five a.m. and we'll call it dawn. I don't know if there was a dawn at five a.m. that time or not. The first game I know I did that with was Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good one too. I I know I stayed up very late, but I don't think I ever. Wait, was Chrono Trigger before? Final Fantasy Seven, yeah, yeah. Chrono Trigger was SNES. Mm. Mm. Yeah, somewhere in there. It, those, those years are kind of a blur to me. They're all kind of meld together. <laughs> so, we get old, and our yeah, synapses don't work anymore. Yeah, much. Uh, good question. Thanks for writing in. Um, Sketch Amp wrote in and said. March 11.95, if anyone was curious All for right. Chrono Trigger. Uh, guys, what game sequel still needs to happen? For me, it's kind of obvious, but speaking of, I want another game in the Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross universe. What game sequel still needs to happen that isn't already on the list of things to be developed? I really like your answer. Um... I really like Chrono Trigger answer. That's that's a really good one. It is a really good one. Um, Cause Chrono Cross really, really, yeah. God, you know, I I have to say Rock Band. That's that's not bad either. So that that game is fun in a way that is very hard to replicate. Um, and I think some of my most unique and fun gaming moments has come from that game. Uh, I I really like things like Chrono Trigger, but I think as especially as I've gotten older, for me, uh, playing multiplayer I, with friends is much more valuable than playing single player. For me, something like a Chrono Trigger is is really just simply a time thing. It, it literally, I mean, it's not whether I'm going to enjoy it or not enjoy it or alone or with people or whatever. It's, it's literally just a time thing. Um... Got a keyboard there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hitting the wrong hand. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, um, I don't know. I, I really, I really don't know. Um, I, uh, I would like to see a sequel. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm Here's my problem. I'm to a point in my age where I like the ends of things. I like things to have an ending point. I like it when they come to a logical conclusion and end. I'm having a hard time watching this last season of Bones because the show has drawn out longer <laughs> than it logistically can yeah. can support itself. 
Um, so I guess I it just it's a maturity thing or whatever. I don't know. But um, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go with a really weird one here. But Dark Forces, not before it went with the whole Jedi path thing but actual no kidding the original dark forces where you're secret agent guy running around the star wars universe infiltrating everything and and doing this stuff whether you're a jedi or not a jedi really to me doesn't matter to me kyle katarn was a great character before they revealed him as a jedi so i'm gonna go with dark forces you know i i i know we're we're trying to limit this only to one but i will say that actor razor is another another one that's never had a sequel that should. Um, Not familiar with that game. Super Nintendo game. You play God, basically. <laughs> not not joking. You play God in your floating city above the planet, and you lay out cities and whatever. And when you want to go develop an area, you send your avatar down to do two D platforming to clear out the place. And then once <laughs> it's cleared out, it becomes an RTS where you're building it, etc., and fending off bad guys and all this stuff, and then you move to the next spot, and it gives you more resources and stuff. It was really a unique concept, and it was in Super Nintendo games, uh, Super Nintendo days, which made it even more of a novel concept. So that's what I would say off the top of my head. <laughs> um, that would be a good one also. Star Tropics, too. Wow, yeah, I hadn't thought about I, that. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Uh... Grafnar writes in and says, what is your most difficult gaming achievement? Matt, open PSNprofiles.com. Oh, never mind. I'll do it for you. Neo Sapien. I oh, I have PSN profiles open already. Oh, okay. Good. So you can tell me what your most rare one is. My, my, <laughs> my rarest oh. trophy is the Pitmaster trophy from Mortal Kombat. At three point, I think. Well, let me let me double check that. I want to make sure that's right. Yes, there are only one thousand seven hundred and seventy achievers in the world. I was number one thousand one hundred and twenty-six on May twelfth or May sixth of twenty twelve. It is discover and f- and fight hidden combatant three in the arcade ladder, which is of course reptile, uh, in the original Mortal Kombat. Wow. All right. And now I have to qualify this answer. If anyone goes and looks at my profile on PSNProfile.com. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, let's do our top three because there, there's three. Okay. So Champion of Earth, which is achieved level 30 as a hero mentored by Superman in DC Universe Online for the PS3. That is a gold at 5.15%. Uh, only 10,000 people have it. And then again in Mortal Kombat... 10, or Mortal Kombat 9, actually. Uh, in my last one is there can be only one. Win 10 King of the Hill matches in a row. There are only 16,000 achievers in that. And that is my top three. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. No problem. No problem. Alright, so again, still caveat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Seven of, or er, six of my top eight are on my profile however they are not mine due to the draconian and stupid rules of drm on singstar 
These are actually my daughter's trophies on my profile. If she could do it on her profile, she would do it on her profile, but all of the DLC, all of the stuff with the, the, the downloadables and everything is tied to my account because I was stupid and didn't know that when I bought all this stuff. So all the SingStar trophies there, I've played with her, so I've sung with her, and I've sung some of these songs. So, I mean, I guess I contributed to them, but I'm going to skip the SingStar ones because they're not really mine. So that would make my most rare uh, You Snooze, You Lose from uh, Munch's Odyssey, Oddworld, um, Kill a Big Bro Slig in His Sleep. Is it that is a currently ultra rare 1213 achievers 4.39%? That is a silver. Um, skipping through the sing stars, my next one is Pro Keys Apprentice from Rock Band 3. Five star on easy Pro Keys or three star on higher difficulty. 25 Rock Band 3 songs. Um, number 561 on that. Uh, 1,794 achievers, 5.77%. Very rare. Uh, the other one was considered an ultra rare. And the rest, the next several, are all from Munch's Odyssey. So I must have been the only person in the universe to play this game. Um, but I've got very rare, very rare, very rare, very rare, very rare, very rare, very rare. Vicar Evisceration, Kill 35 Vickers, Great Escape, Leave Vickers Labs, Labor Egg Storage, and Watching the Tide, Flood and Flee the Loading Docks. And those are story missions. So literally, those are story those you'd get those just by playing the story so literally i'm the only person well i'm not the only person but not very many people in the universe that have that game have played it far enough to get those trophies my fifth and, and sixth one are probably in essence really the rarest ones i have i mean i know the ones above it are rarer per se but i think this one is probably extremely rare popular author Quizzes you have written have been played more than by more than a hundred different people in Buzz Quiz oh, World. Wow. wow, yeah. And then Quality Quiz Writer, a quiz you have, have written has been played by twenty five different people and has over two point five stars in feedback. Wow. So those nice. are both very, very rare ones. And then there's uh DC Universe Online stuff and more Mortal Kombat stuff and Rock Band three Pro Guitar to the Max. And uh, Kills on Shadowfall, and DC Universe Online, and Drum Trainer in Rock Band Three, and then believe it or not, the one that you and I both have, Disney Infinity. It's a it's party. A party. I was just going to pick that one up. Play a player, player game. God, I haven't done that in, in Marvel 2.0. I bet it's higher though. And then I'm, uh, and then I'm back to more Mortal Kombat and DC Online. And, yeah. So many of these are Munch's Odyssey and SingStar. I've got a couple of Strider trophies in there uh the disney infinity one trying to which i've barely played any of trying to so the fact that that's in the top you know 100 is even weird um maximize all upgrades on steamworld dig uh open a thousand vents under uh, surge deluxe which is on the vita and then my last one my last one on the first page again isn't mine uh, Iron Frog, your quest is complete. You have completed adventure mode for Zuma, which my wife played. Um, 
So what, 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 as long as we're on this, why don't we read off our stats, like the summary stats? Like I have 286 games played, 27 completed, 27.69 completion rate, 6,800 trophies unearned. Where How in the hell can there be 6,000? It's at the top of the list. 6,800 trophies unearned. How can I have 6,800 trophies? I have no idea. I have 257 games played, five completed games. <laughs> I kicked your ass. 24.52% completion. Kicked your ass there, too. 8,216 unearned trophies. Holy shit. 1.909 trophies per day. Okay, we're close on that one. I'm I'm 0.97, so I'm just a little bit less than you. Yeah. And then I have 144 profile views, apparently. I have 171, so. Well, I mean, everyone loves you, so. PSNprofiles.com slash ball, if you want to know. Thanks for writing in. That's an excellent question. Um... Nate Berkopek uh, asked, what is the most epic video game weapon or item you can think of? Uh, for me, it's the Rhino 5. I mean, it plays the goddamn 1812 Overture when you shoot it. You know, the first weapon that came into my mind was any of the Rhinos from the Ratchet and Clank series. Uh, so. I, I, I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is the uh, dubstep gun from Saints Row 4, which we have an hour-long video of on our website. That, for me, that's all I have to say. Hey, by the way, uh, do you know what uh, Ewok dubstep sounds like? Yub dub. Yub. Yeah, you got it. Yay. Yes. But yeah, the the uh, yeah. I mean, there there's few gay weapons. I mean, you've obviously got the BFG nine thousand. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, the rhinos are just ridiculous. I mean, they're just so over the top. I mean, all the wet Ratchet and Clank weapons are over the top, but the rhino is in a class all its own. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm hard pressed to think of another one that's quite that crazy. But yeah. But the uh, the dubstep gun, I, I get that. I mean, I've watched it. I haven't played it, but I, I get it. Okay. Uh, Domenis writes in and asks, what's the most useful thing you have learned from a video game? Uh, the discussion came up in an interactive media class for me, and I said resource management, which meant I was eating rad rock meat when I had 80-plus stim packs, which is obviously from... from um, Fallout. Mm. Life isn't fair. Fae Victus, suffering to the conquered. <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm. I guess the thing that I've learned from games the most is, given the right. I, I don't I don't want to clinica, clinic clinicalize clinicize I don't know what the word would be I don't want to make it sound too clinical but Journey made me feel things a game had never made me feel and I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old and sentimental or if the game was just that goddamn good but I don't know yeah I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but when I think about you know what did what what has a game taught me? I mean, I get resource management. That's that's not bad. I mean, that that's a good answer. I mean, if it's something you hadn't figured out previously in your life, or it's something that helped you get better at that skill, that that makes sense. I I can follow that. Um, 
don't stand in the fire? Um, flip over the crab for epic damage. Um, <laughs> Reed Racer! Uh, extra 99 lives. Uh, left, right, left, right, up, down, BA star. Yeah, um, yeah, that's... Yeah. Memory memory retention. I, I guess that that could be a thing. Um I have a horrible memory. I, I really do. I have a horrible memory. I mean it, it, the recall stuff is just horrible for me. Um Man. but but I mean mem- the the practice of memorizing maps could be argued that that's helped me get better over the years. I, I don't have any clinical data that says so. I have no data, but I feel like I remember stuff better now than I used to. So, again, I could just be getting old and senile and forgetting more stuff so that I don't realize I don't remember it. Um, oh, man. Lister of Meg's got a very interesting one. Uh, they ask, you can only play three games for the rest of your life. What do you choose? This is similar to the stranded on a desert island hypothetical question. Uh, to get it rolling, I would go with Fallout 3, Burnout 3, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Uh, I would probably say, and even though one of these isn't out yet too bad, I would say The Division. Um, I would say Guild Wars, because you didn't say I couldn't have an internet access. And uh, my last one would probably be... DC Universe Online, because I could finally get the pie in them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to succumb to playing by the implied rule of, uh, multiplayer is, is, is out of the question. Um, I would go with solitaire because, you know, never gets old and it's always, it's a new game every time. Um, I'm going to be stuck there with, I'm not always going to want to play something intense. I'm just going to want to waste time. Um, to, to complement that, I think, I, I don't know. I know I, I haven't played enough Dragon Age Inquisition, so I don't know if I would go with Dragon Age or Skyrim. Um, Probably Skyrim, I think, because there's just so many different self-imposed loadouts you could do that it would just you could make an infinite number of games out of that one game. Um, and then uh, I would probably go with like Final Fantasy Tactics because I'd finally be able to get good enough at that game that I could actually beat it. Good choices. Um, EMH Mark One asks, what older game would you happily complete again in 2015? That's a loaded question for me. I don't... I I only replay a game if it's a game I really want to platinum. Um, 
and again, it just comes down to a time thing. Now, maybe when the no, kids no, are no, out no, of the no, house. No, and, no, 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 no. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Time is not an issue. You have a day. What old? Chrono you? Trigger. Chrono Trigger. All right. Um. Because I've only ever seen two of the bajillion endings. Yeah, I've seen all 11. You know, I'm going to say Heavy Rain. Because uh, I've only seen one of those endings. Um, and there's multiple endings for that, too. So, I would say Heavy Rain. Yeah. Um, sexy Chicken Lips. Wrote in Always good thing to have yeah, is Sexy Chicken wrote Lips. Wrote in on... Uh, on the geeking app to ask my 11 year old son has $150 to spend on a gaming system what should he buy hmm. now, Based I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase the rest of this uh, my son has been begging for an Xbox or a PlayStation for over two years they've saved about $150 I'll help on a bit more if they need more, but I really want this to be a good investment. Um, they had an Xbox 360 when they went to GameStop for about 189, um, but then they tried to upsell me, and they said the original one would have the Ring of Death, Red Ring of Death. But then we asked about you know PlayStation, etc., etc., etc. So. What should Sexy Chicken Lips' son buy? Well, and uh, do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to caveat this with it depends. I mean, it depends on what level of aptitude the kid, what level of maturity they have, what level of game are you willing to let them play. Because if you're not willing to let them play tier higher games, a 360 is a waste of your time. Um, and and you know it, it it so there's a lot that it depends on. What do you want to do? I mean, there are great games for the Wii. You could get a Wii, probably spend a heck of a lot less than 150 bucks. I haven't looked at the used market recently. I have no idea. And buy a half dozen games that will take them. You know, you could buy Twilight Princess. You could buy Mario Kart. You could buy um, uh, uh, Super Smash, whichever was a brawl. I think it was brawl on that one. Um, you could buy uh, uh, you know, Pikmin. You could buy. I mean, there are so many games for the Wii that are good. I mean, it just got overshadowed by the 360 and the PS3 so bad. Well, not the Wii didn't, but it eventually did later in its lifespan because it became kind of a shovelware system at the, toward the end of its lifespan. Um, I don't know enough about the Wii U to really say whether or not and where the used market is on that. Um, but I would say, and again, I know I'm there, there's no hiding that I'm a Sony fan, that that's the track I go. But if they're going to be, you know, on a bus or traveling or, you know, doing any kind of stuff like that, a PlayStation Vita or a DS, 3DS or DS, even a DS. I mean, there is he a ton a of DS. games for DS. He has, he has a, a DS. DS. Okay, he has a DS. Okay, so you got the mobile stuff covered. Um, but again, then it kind of comes down to what do you want them to play? I mean, there's a lot of more kid-friendly 
air quoting stuff on like the Wii. Um, my part of my wife's and I's biggest challenge as we've gone into the PS3 and PS4 era is there are a lot less kid-friendly, family-friendly games on the PlayStation platforms and on the uh, the 360, the Microsoft platforms especially, uh, aside from some shovelware connect stuff. Um, that's been a challenge. Now, my kids are getting older, so it's becoming less of a challenge. Now the challenge is on me, and what do I let them play, what don't I let them play. Gamers, kids of kids of gamers have it worse because we actually know what's in the games and we know what's going on and we're the worst parents to have for video games because yes, we've got them all or the best, but I mean, we've got them all and then we don't let you play three fourths of them because (laughs) you know, um, this, that, or the other thing. But I mean, if you go the PlayStation route, you've got the ratchet and clanks, which are awesome games. You've got, uh, the PlayStation, uh, all stars, which is a, uh, a, a brawl, uh, uh, smash brothers clone. You've got um, a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, if you get a Plus membership, again, you got to kind of watch what it is that's coming out. But there's been a lot of great stuff that's come out for that. I mean, Dust. Uh, Dust is kind of violent game, but still, it's that's still kind of kid kid aimed with the with the cartoons and the the language is all fine. Never and, alone. That just came out on the PlayStation. Uh, fantastic for family fair, by the way. And I, oh no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right on that one. Oh, I, I've, I was thinking Soul Survivor. I'm like, and you are totally trolling everyone on the internet right no, now. But no, 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 alone. you're never alone. You're right, you're right. Um, okay, we got so, we, we got to move yeah. on because we're running out. Of time. I, I, I guess it depends. I would either go with a Wii or a PlayStation Three, depending on what you're looking to get out of the system and what you're looking to let your kid play. I would go with the PS3, not because I'm a Sony fanboy, but from an economic standpoint. Online multiplayer is free with the PS3. With the Xbox, you to pay for Xbox Live for live. Gold. So you're looking at extra monthly costs there. Um, so I would probably say go for the PS3. Very deep library of games, kid-friendly as well as not. But um, yeah, lots of built-in features right out of the box. That'd be yeah. my recommendation. Yeah, and you got the Blu-ray player right there, and you yep, got all yep. the streaming apps and all that stuff. So, all right, quick fire questions. These are single sentence answer ones. I hate you. Yep. Uh, Vermilion Limit asks, "What game has made you feel the most evil?" Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, good answer. I was actually going to go back to uh, uh, um, um, Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen. Because that is not a happy, fun game either. No, that that is not either. Um, What is your favorite intro to a video game? Asked Howling Hound. Wild Arms 1. (laughs) I won't whistle into everybody's ears. (laughs) Final Fantasy 7. Not bad, not bad. It's iconic in in my mind anyway. It is. I, I just love that animated intro to Wild Arms. Uh, Brazilian Danny asks, does anyone else's girlfriend or parent bitch at you for spending hours gaming, but find it okay to spend the day watching TV? <laughs> 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 He's not even going to answer that one. No. Uh, I, I, I'm, well, 
I, I will. I've lucked out. My wife has been gracious. She bought me. Well, she yeah, gathered the people. She bought me my first PlayStation. The, the PlayStation One that I got was a was a my, was co-opted by my then girlfriend, now wife. She got all of my relatives together, and they all chipped in and got me Resident Evil and a PlayStation. Um, I won the lottery there. I mean, you know, and we we balance it out. We watch some of her shows. We watch some of my shows. I play games she wants to watch. I play games I want to play. I mean, it. I lucked out in that respect. Now, did my parents, you know, go crazy on me about you must hang on that machine all day, go out and play or something like that? Yeah, I mean, okay, mom, you're never going to watch this, but if you did, that's not what you sounded like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got that as a kid, but uh, but they didn't sit around watching TV all day either. So when we grew up on a farm, so. Yeah, I mean, just real quick, my thoughts on it are, you know, maybe not when you're growing up, you don't get a choice in who you get to be with, but later you do. And, <laughs> you know, they, you have choices there. So that's all yeah. I say. Yeah, I, I don't think any relationship of mine would have worked out without an understanding of that being my hobby. And like my wife has always said, at least he's at home. He's not out at a golf course yeah. all day and never seeing him or anything. Well, you know? And, you know, my mom for the longest time thought that I had a problem of some kind with video games. And then she realized I don't watch TV to speak of. And this is my version of reading a book. And she's gotten all right with it over the years. And now, the problem is, I try to do all those. I try to read books well, and read comics. I, I and do that too. Yeah. I, I do that too. But yeah. um, this is not a quick fire question, but it is our last question. Aw. Is it last because I talk too much or last because you've actually reached the end of the list? End of the list, and we're about to reach time. So that's oh, good too. Okay. Um, Saminga81 asks What is. That gaming moment that hit you like a truck. What's the one gaming moment that smacked you in the face with a 40-pound sledge? The one that made you more emotional, scared, compassionate, or got you stuck in a moral dilemma that you will never forget? For me, it was Red Dead Redemption, and after binge-playing for over 10 hours, I rode into Mexico for the first time. Nothing happens except for beautiful scenery and the most impactful song in gaming, I think, ever. Which that was a good moment, but Matt, for you, what was the the moment that smacked you in the face with a forty pound sledge? Oh, he's tearing up already. I can see it. No, well, mine's easy. Mine, I, it's my go to answer every time I get. I don't. I don't think I've gotten that far in Red Dead Redemption. So, oh, it's not that far in. I mean, it's, it, it's less than halfway through the game. Hmm. Well, I'm not recalling that. Anyway, I'm not recalling that scene at the moment. Um, mine was is very simple. It's it's The Walking Dead, um, season one. Uh, and since this is a spoiler free, I'm about to spoil the end. If you've not finished Telltale's The Walking Dead, fast forward about a minute or so. Um, when you have the choice to kill Lee or leave him to turn, I chose to kill Lee. And I lost it. I I couldn't do it. I could not have her kill Lee. No, I, I couldn't I killed, do it. I, I couldn't do it. Because I did not want him to turn into one of them. And I killed him. And I was a wreck. And I wandered upstairs. And I still had tears streaming down my face. And my fiance's look on her face was like, oh my god, what happened? 
And I'm like, I had to kill him. I had to, I had to kill him. And she's like, oh my god, are you alright? And then I had to explain that I had just finished playing the video game. And it, if you ask her, that's the thing she always refers to. That she's never seen me like that. Because that's the first game I think that I've ever experienced something like that. Um, where I, I, I really felt an emotional attachment to the characters. And it was a serious moral dilemma for me. You know, do I take his life? Or do I live on the slim chance of hope that he won't turn? And not get to watch what happens. It is horrible. Horrible. See now, yeah, I, I I totally played that different. Um, again, still incredibly impactful. I'm not I'm not discounting your experience in in the slightest because it was a very. I mean, I wasn't that torn up on it, but I mean, you're 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 still left drained at the end of that game. And to me, I was still playing Lee, and my Lee would not make Clementine do that. There, were, there was still a limit to what my Lee would make Clementine do, and he wouldn't ask her to do that. Um, but again, that that was the beauty of the, the that is the beauty, especially of that game, more so than even the other Telltale games, is you got to make that character your own so much. Um, you know, you, you got really attached to Lee, and you got really attached to the decisions you made as Lee. Well, and Clementine, too. And Clementine, too. I mean, and to the degree you get it in Season 2, too, but it's not quite as much, although Episode 1 of Season 2 is close. It is incredibly brutal. The by rest the way, of it goes down. But By the way, I double-dipped uh, Season 1 Did and you? 2. Season 1 and 2 on the winter sale that's still up right now, $6.27 each. For both seasons, or for for each season, twelve bucks and twelve and a half bucks buys you the entire two seasons of Walking Dead on the PS4. I could, I can't, I can't play it again though. That's the thing. I try, I can't play it again. My fiance has still never seen them. I think I'm going to sit her down. We're going to do the story together, and that'll be another platinum for me ahead of you. And uh, well, I've, I've I've got eleven. You got a ways to go there, bud. Um, are you? I'm the same as you. I'm within five percent of you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Actually, you know, if you've been paying attention, I've been ahead of you for a while. Uh, we'll see, because I'm going to platinum four car four real quick. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just saying I had been ahead of you for most of December. <laughs> so yeah, what's you're going to play that card anyway. Your, what's your most? Uh, uh, um, your, I don't know. Was it um, Journey? What was it, Journey? That's definitely up there. I'm, I'm. I have this impression that there's a game where I found out I was the bad guy or someone was the bad guy, and it. It. I can't think of what. I have this emotion. I have this feeling that I experienced this thing, but I can't place it. And it may. Since, it, we're, since we're spoiling, was it Heavy Rain? No, it wasn't. wasn't Heavy Rain. That one was. That one was there. Well, I don't think it was. It's not the. I, I remember Heavy Rain. It's like this game that I'm getting the feeling from. I can't put the context around it of what game it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I felt a good amount of betrayal in, at the end of Heavy Rain. Um, but I think I I damn near cried at the end of Journey. 
because you're going up this mountain and you think it's over. You think it's done. You're trying. You're trying to get closer to your partner so that you can stay warm and you know jump on each other's scarves to keep you going. And and it, the game just keeps fighting you and fighting you and fighting you. And you're on the verge of just getting so pissed off because why is this game doing this to you? And then it rolls over into the ending, and there's just this flood of relief and emotion that goes along with the fact that you did this and then you get this huge ending and then you get reborn right back to the beginning and you go son of a bitch this is a cycle and you just keep doing it over and over and over again mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think that is it i mean uh, the walking dead end of walking dead season one's right up there um uh the the there is a there is definitely an emotional tie to uh, to um, heavy rain. Uh, I just I feel like there's another game out there that I'm just totally missing. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Why it's wait you have finished The Last of Us right? Oh God, oh dear gods, yes. Now I you and I are on different sides of this camp. Last of Us. Dead on. You nailed it. That that's that it right there. Thinking. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going on. Yeah. That's that's what I'm going on. It's not that you're the bad guy like you think it is, but no, the I way think it, you're the bad guy. I, you're not the bad guy. But um, guy. no. Yeah. No. 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 Totally. Yeah. I mean. Wow. Yeah. How did I forget that? Holy cow. Yeah. That's the where the emotions going, but it's not that my character did it. It was the other way around. But um, yeah. No. That. That was one of the most beautiful, poignant, perfect points in gaming, and I will never play a game with an ending that good ever again. I, I, I do not believe that another game will ever have an ending that good. Whether you agree or disagree with the decision made at the end of the game, it is, it is the perfect ending to that story. I agree, that, and you're the bad guy. You're not the bad guy. You're the bad guy. Well, everybody's a bad guy in that world, but... True that, but yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of not just this podcast, but a year's worth of podcast. Uh, if I had any wine left, I would salute you, sir. Uh, yeah, salute. I, yeah. Salute. Um, 2015's right around the corner. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up, uh, so watch the site. Check us out at gamersledge.com. You can find us here on YouTube at gamers uh, at youtube.com slash both on PSN because they won't let us change it. Um, like our videos, subscribe to this channel. Uh, I said visit the website gamersledge.com. Uh, visit us on Twitch, twitch.com slash both 99. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that one is Gamers Ledge now. Uh, and uh, Twitter, then, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash gamersledge, facebook.com slash gamersledge, Twitch is, I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash balt99, because they won't let us change that one either. And, uh, yes, what was your favorite moment of 2014? Tell us in the comments below, what did you like about uh, our podcast this year? What did you dislike besides us eating? Which we won't do. 2015 year resolution, there will be no eating on the podcast. Uh, Turo will break at some point. No, we'll break Turo. It's okay. 
Um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, let us know what you did like, dislike. Uh, closing and final thoughts for 2014 as we are just 30 You're half an hour yeah. away. Yeah. I'm an hour I'm an hour and a half away. Yeah. Um well, uh everybody, uh happy new years. Um have a have a great uh hopefully you've got tomorrow off work or off school or off or whatever it is you have and get some time to spend with family or doing whatever you enjoy doing. Um and uh I I picked up comics today because I, I haven't been to work and the, the city where I get my comics from is where I work. And uh, I didn't realize this was coming out the end of this year, but there is a comic uh, loosely based off the concept of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, it takes place in the in the comics universe, though. But it is uh, with Coulson as the lead of shield special operations division um so uh that was that was a nice little treat to get at the end of the year here and uh yeah i'm looking forward to you know what if i don't play any other game other than no man's sky next year i i really am okay with that yeah and that's that's really where my closing final thoughts are is next year we have such a stocked calendar of games um i think it's going to be a really interesting year for both the triple a blockbusters that come out but also the indie games like shovel knight um you know coming to the ps4 um gone home coming to the ps4 everyone's going to the rapture um you know the forest the forest yeah all kinds of stuff coming out this next year it's gonna be a great year for gaming um but make sure you do you know keep up in conversation let us know what you think if you want to write in it's both at gamersledge.com for the the uh uh, mailbag. Uh, feel free to give us a holler. And until next year, game on. Game on.